that's so interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. Well, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. Very interesting. Marty, that was very interesting. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to That's So Interesting, the podcast where we discuss what we think are objectively interesting things. I'm Graham, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different Christmas and festivity-related things. It's officially December now, so we can do that. It's and alongside me, as always, we have Brian like and Christmas. Brandon. I think every second episode, as Graham's introducing us, Brian will just come in with some sort of random noise, and it just... Totally screws up everything that Graham's trying to say, and I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it's absolutely it's how fine. It's the brand. Got to press the buttons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're the reason yes. I drink. Doing well. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I am doing well as well. I am. Uh, shout out. Well, I'm going to do a quick shout out to uh, my friends Brandon Pinto and company. Uh, they raise money every year by doing a program, like a workout program, for 21 days and they donate to a charity and so currently i have been working out for the past two days straight and um, doing their program and i'm out of shape and my whole body hurts and i can't lift my arms and it's going really really well so (laughs) anybody wants to check that out or have a workout (laughs) challenge 21 days of gains on instagram gains with a z and you can see all the programs. They post it the night before the next day's program. So today we'll, we'll get day three. We're only on day two. What kind of what kind of workouts are like? How long are these workouts? They're just uh, like at home ten minute workouts. Or no, like no, they're no, they're anywhere in between. Like uh, probably minimum an hour up to. I know two years ago when I was doing them, it was up one was like two hours, and that was a brutal leg day that I couldn't walk after for like three days. Two hours. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of squats, lots of squats. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, checking them out, it's good. It's a, it's an awesome challenge, and uh, this year they've mixed it up so you get the workouts for free, but they tell you to donate to a good cause. So, you know, this time of year, go check out a like a, a shelter to give them clothes donations or something of the sort, or you know, a food bank. All these people are looking for donations money whatever if fun fact if you do go to food banks they prefer you giving a monetary donation because they have better buying power than you do at your normal grocery store so they'll take your goods but your ten dollars can go three times as longer if you give them the ten dollars instead of you giving them ten dollars worth of food yeah money's also non-perishable i know they like that so that's good too absolutely (laughs) they say non-perishable goods big time yeah Right on. People, uh, they do say the holiday season is the season of giving, not the season of receiving. So get out there, give your time, give everything you got, or anything you got. And show it, uh, me the money. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, cool. So, <laughs> so yeah, just keeping on with that theme and holiday seasons and everything, I think... You know, now that it's officially December, people can like really, really break into the holiday spirit without any fear of judgment. Like those early November, Ugh, they're the worst. People do feel with. Ugh. I won't voice my opinion on that. Um, <laughs> but um, I think for me, like it's something that I get into now are like Christmas movies. Um, do you guys have 
like favorite like Christmas movies that you, like you'll only watch this time of year or like just like things that stand out in terms of memories revolving around those sorts of movies? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, one, I am so fortunate enough with my partner who watches The Grinch all year round. So (laughs) I, uh, and not for Christmas reasons, it's just like a very soothing because they know it's like, they know all of the words and all of the scenes so you don't actually have to watch it before bed or whatever and it just helps (laughs) you fall asleep. We all have those shows or or podcasts or whatever they are. Um, So I get to witness that a couple times a week, typically. But The Grinch is always a personal favorite of mine. Um, So which Grinch? uh, The Jim Carrey one. So I was pretty bummed when Brandon assigned us to go and like, you know, check out some facts on our movies, like viewership, how they did in the box office, stuff like that. So The Grinch was released in 2000. But (laughs) I was... So you were bummed because I gave you homework? No. Or you were bummed because of how The Grinch did? (laughs) I was bummed that IMBD only gave The Grinch 6.1 stars out of 10. I think that's insulting. Jim Carrey in that movie is an absolute genius. Does such a good job. And does way like that movie is way better than 6.1 stars way way better anyone want to i mean like uh, i'll disagree with you i'm not a fan of any of the grinch movies christina calls me a grinch for not liking the grinch but uh yeah i especially the live action one um i agree i think jim carrey is like he's a phenomenal actor but subjectively speaking, I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. Wow. So yeah, yeah, not definitely not one of my favorites. Definitely not one of my favorites. So it grossed worldwide three hundred and forty-five million dollars. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's impressive. Yeah. For it as being a seasonal movie, absolutely, that's huge. Yeah. It's so my favorite. Grinch movie is actually like the old nineteen cartoon six the thirty minute OG. Yeah. Oh hundred yes, percent. That would be if yeah. I had to pick it's one, that would be my best. favorite one. Ugh. I would agree. Ugh. It's the most classic. It's classic. There's nothing to jump out, um jump out at you. Jim Carrey's pre- like acting is definitely I think the highlight for me of the new one. But like it's just it's 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 sort of like over the top goofy because it's live action with all of the Whoville sort of like setup and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the animated one, you get to fully dive in and immerse yourself in like the imagination of the artwork there and everything. Okay. I can appreciate that. I won't argue that. That's good. Yeah, I agree. I think the original one, like there's no extra story. It's purely focused on the story of the Grinch. Yeah. It's a short movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, I appreciate that one. Are you have you or are you excited for the new Grinch? The one that's coming out. I, I don't know if it's already out. But yeah, it's uh, out. coming out this year. It's out. It's out. It came out, it on Thursday? Uh, November first. It came out. But uh Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I've heard that it's horrible. It seems fine. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I have heard that it's horrible. <laughs> both from people who like the cartoon version and the Jim Carrey. So we'll see. Oh. I mean Yeah, it's kinda tough. I mean I was looking at like we're gonna talk about movies today, so I was looking at the you know, I'm sure you guys did too, the list of top holiday or top Christmas movies. And it's yeah. really interesting to look at the dates of when all of these top 
big movies were released. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at the trend, like there aren't many Christmas holiday related movies that have been released that recently. Um, and the most recent ones, you know, that have kind of had notoriety to them are Jim Carrey's version of the Grinch. And now this new version of the Grinch. Um, and I wonder if that's because it's difficult to create a new holiday movie because there are so few ideas surrounding Christmas and the holidays. Does that kind of make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like you feel like this is just yeah, there's such no, a big, there's no new direction. Yeah, right. Like there's just it's such a huge capitalistic holiday that there really isn't much to capitalize in terms of making movies. Which I just found interesting. Like my favorite holiday movie has um, got to be the original Home Alone. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I had that one's on my list. It's good. not. It's not my favorite, but go yeah. on. But again, like it's it's one of the highest grossing holiday movies of all time mm-hmm. at just under five hundred million um, worldwide, and it was released in nineteen ninety. Wow. Um, like a couple other, I guess, kind of classics are like Miracle on 34th Street. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Like those movies were out, in, I believe, the 1940s. Um, yep. So it's it's interesting. I wonder if there's kind of a relationship between the holidays and the kind of nostalgia of classic movies rather than the want for something better. Like I think, and that's kind of the conversation we're having, right? Is like, what are the movies that we love to watch all the time over and over again during the holiday season? We don't want to see something new. We want to see the things that we love and that we grew up watching. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of, yes. Yeah, so the home alone is definitely tough for me. Yeah. I, I think just going off of that thought, a lot of it has to do from my perspective is just that like the sort of Christmas holidays really represented a few couple core key like values and traditions. Yeah. And so for any sort of content or media production to be a specifically like holiday Christmas related production, it has to generally speaking, stay true to those values. Otherwise it's seen as, you know, too off the beaten path or just like, you know, sort of missing the mark potentially, so to speak. And so I think that's how I sort of picture it. And that's why I'd imagine people are having trouble coming up with, refreshing brand new ideas is because you know there's always going to be you know that stereotypical like christmas scene where you know the guy realizes the girl was into him um or other guy was into him the entire time and you know then they you know actually connect and then they somehow manage to have a full family holiday dinner together or something yeah yeah or like because there's i just saw a commercial for one um and it's literally this the scene or the the storyline of elf without elf of like <laughs> of santa sleigh crashes into the city the kid doesn't believe the you know doesn't know how the sleigh rides it rides off of or it gets powered off of christmas spirit there's not enough they got to go and find how they can get more spirit i'm like you know what there's just you can only play this plot line so many times until yeah. like Santa yeah. gets with the time and gets some Waterloo innovation with him, and like <laughs> his sleigh stops crashing, 
And you know what I mean? Like, oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, like, yeah. His sleigh should be self-driving. Screw the reindeer. It's animal cruelty. Let's go. Yeah. It's not Amish. Stop. Yeah. Stop beating it. It's already dead. <laughs> right? Like, it, it wasn't great the third time that it happened, and it's still going on. So. For sure. For sure. Okay. So that said, do you think there are other reasons why Christmas movies don't do overwhelmingly well at the box office so i'll give you an example so elf we talked about elf 31 million dollars in the opening weekend yeah which was second to which movie in 2003 elf came out um but it was second uh to another christmas to movie another for an no to weekend. another movie had nothing to do with christmas oh. um elf did 31 million this movie did 50 million i have no idea I don't remember 2003. The Matrix Revolution. Oh. Absolutely <laughs> zero to do with the holidays. Yeah, but The Matrix, man. But The Matrix, again, I think an exciting movie. And I think it's interesting because, you know, um, I'll tie it in with this next one. The Polar Express, very next year, 2004. Yep. So less, less than Elf on opening weekend, $23 million. But more gross. Uh, which was number which was number uh yes more gross uh, almost um, almost another 100 million gross it's 200 yeah i have 220 usd for 220 million for elf and 310 yeah. for polar express yeah so much greater over time and I, I would probably agree i think polar express is probably a better movie um than elf, than elf and i think it probably relates to more audiences than elf does um That's but fair. it was number two to which movie in 2004 on opening weekend graham this is a big movie for you the hobbit the incredibles yes the incredibles number yeah. one again not a holiday related movie but do you think that holiday movies are at a disadvantage based off of you know their viewership because like right off the bat typically like a lot of these movies are designed for the western world the matrix wasn't designed for the western world no 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 from like from a uh, a holiday perspective right like a very christmas like it's the christmas movies Chris, like christmas right, movies, yeah, but it's not like you can show the matrix in india or in china or like right. in all of these other countries and it's yeah. like is the matrix but if you show like a concept of santa or concept of like elves in the north pole it's not as attractive for people who don't celebrate Christmas. And there are a lot of people out there who don't celebrate Christmas. So you're well, especially audience, in North America. Like, yes. And your audience available, available to be captured is vastly reduced when it comes to um, Christmas movies. And I think you even see that in, at least from my brief look here at a couple of like couple of the movies, like the budgets for them. I can't get over that. Uh, like Elf was only thirty-three million dollars was the budget for the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's in in movie sense, that's not a lot of money. No, and probably what you think sixty percent of that went to went to uh, Will Ferrell's salary. Uh, a pretty decent chunk would have gone to him. <laughs> at least ten, right? like at least like in between five to ten mil would have went right into his pocket. And then the last one I wanted to talk about, but yeah, I mean, sorry, that's that's kind of the point that I was kind of making right like it's difficult to make new 
holiday and Christmas movies, and I think it's only getting more difficult yeah. for these movies to be made and to be successful. Absolutely. Um, I think it's like a super, super small na- uh, niche of people who enjoy like new holiday movies. Um, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have kind of their general favorites. But like, again, Home Alone, which is quote-unquote a holiday movie, doesn't really have much to do with Christmas. Correct. Right, like that's you know kind of like smart. the underlying plot. But yeah, what's up? Companies need to make more holiday movies, like Die Hard. Well, <laughs> okay, because there's a, there's an entire market for action yeah. movies. Yeah, that can be loosely tied to a season. You're not wrong. <laughs> like Die Hard You're is. Not wrong. Why has someone not created just an entirely new, like unique, whatever franchise, like whatever you want, but just loosely associate it with like? Easter or like 4th of July or just something where like it becomes or yeah. Christmas but yeah. it becomes like that sort of like any action fan will bring up that like oh we should watch this movie because it you know just like Die Hard at Christmas it loosely relates to my favorite genre at this time of year yeah that's a good point I think, I think that's a missed opportunity <laughs> that's a good point I think I think what people have done is they've done that but in a different way so like you know, The Incredibles, for example, not a Christmas mm-hmm. theme movie, but they capitalized on releasing it around the holidays. And the idea yep. that people want to go out and do family experiences more during the holidays, capitalizing on that time of year release, help them do really well rather than being a Christmas movie around Christmas or a holiday theme movie around the holidays. Yeah, because regardless if you celebrate Christmas or not, I think the holidays are always time that you either get from your employer or like just get in general your kids are off school like to be able to go and see movies yeah so that that plays a big factor into it too yeah for sure best entertainment on christmas day hands down nba on christmas day really five games (laughs) back to back oh man like is is that a family thing that you guys do uh, this is just very the... individual. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, you know, growing up in Richmond, Vancouver. Rich what? Being on Pacific time. It's like, it's perfect. Because you wake up in the morning early to do presents and gifts. You know, so like 7, 8 o'clock. You're eating breakfast. And then the first game starts at 9. It's beautiful. Yeah. On the East uh, Coast. Get yeah. your marquee matchups in the uh, in the early afternoon. And then you close out the day with with uh, games, and everything's over on the on the West Coast by by ten o'clock. So it's a perfect day of basketball. Five straight games. You get your presents in the morning. Uh, you know, with PVR, you can kind of pause for meal times, and then come back, <laughs> skip all the commercials, and not miss any action. You're so funny. I will say, probably the best, my favorite commercial of all time is probably. The NBA Christmas Day, uh, like jump shooting oh, commercial yeah. with the jingle. Oh, with the jingles played from all yeah. the nets. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that was a really, really well done commercial. NBA on Christmas Day is also the only reason why Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" is like a meaningful song to me because it, I believe, um, <laughs> I don't know if it debuted on NBA 
but it was like the theme song for one of the years on NBA and Christmas. Shut up. Yeah. So now I, uh, it's it's nostalgic for me because I relate it with NBA and Christmas. Every time I hear it, I think, well, basketball on Christmas. We're fighting. That's awesome. <laughs> no significant other in his life other than uh, other than basketball. Other than basketball. Day that Mariah that Mariah Carey reminds him of. All I want for Christmas is five marquee matchups. <laughs> yeah, it's big time, man. <laughs> all right but besides um, besides movies so just, j- oh you want to wrap up movies no i didn't talk about my favorite movie hold up <laughs> <laughs> um okay so my favorite movie is, pre- is super old school it's not quite the miracle on 34th street um but it's the original white christmas with bing crosby and vera allen and all those ogs um the amazing combo of uh like those people with the singing and dancing with the true christmas vibe really sets it apart bing crosby's my guy because he's one of the only people that sings (laughs) in an octave that i can somehow replicate um (laughs) brian was doing it earlier (laughs) my guy you know we're down down one point in the last 10 seconds of the game you know who i'm putting in the game bing crosby Absolutely. I'm draining. What a weapon. Three pointer. Yeah. (laughs) He, yeah, he just makes it all by himself, but the whole movie's great. And that one stands out as like, that's the one I'll watch like at least once a season, if not more. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. Have both of you seen it? No. No. (sighs) Is that a, (laughs) is that a movie you watch with the family? Like you guys I'll watch all it with sit the family, down. I'll watch it by myself. Oh, yeah. really? So it's not like it's something that yeah. you were brought up on as a family watching. It's just something that some somewhere along the line you watched it. Does it have like an association with nostalgia for you, or like what is it? Why is it so important to you? Well, my folks definitely introduced me to it, and so like there's definitely like that sort of nostalgic aspect there. Right. But I just I now think of it as just such a a great movie that I'm not particularly picky when or where. I watch it. It's not quite on the Shannon level of Grinch that Brian mentioned, but it uh, it's pretty up there for me. I'm pretty up on it. So when it comes to holiday movies, that's that's always at the top. Nice, big time. Yeah, it's friggin' sweet, man. <laughs> friggin' sweet, man. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but Brandon, I know you're you're chomping at the bit to shift gears a little bit. What what did you, what did you have in mind? Well, besides movies, what uh, what takes up your guys' time during the holidays? My favorite thing is eating food with friends and family. <laughs> um, doesn't really matter what. It could be a bag of sweet chili Doritos. It oh. could be the full turkey with stuffing and fixings. Uh, good gingerbread house or five. Um, so hold on. So anything. based on our conversation from last week, talking about yeah. turkeys... Yeah, I did that just to trigger you. Like <laughs> the primary reason we use turkey is because it's a cheaper meat to serve a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Also, because you're eating less and less meat these days, Graham. Um, okay. How do you think that's going to affect um, your kind of family meal times? Great question. I think Thanks. it also <laughs> has <laughs> conveniently worked out that my entire family's eating less and less meat um right. so realistically whether we even do a turkey this year like it is sort of 
not something we're even discussing because if it happens great but if not i don't think anyone cares partially because i don't yeah. like i don't think any of us are in love with the meat itself like you were sort of talking about brandon yeah um mm-hmm. but like just yeah partially because it's easier to do a lot of other dishes that i think we all enjoy more like stuffing and mashed potatoes out the wazoo and um you know like a, a whole slew of other things so for me as long as you promise really not to like force feed me ham whenever you see me like i i think i'll make it through just fine i love <laughs> ham <laughs> absolutely ham like warm ham with some brown sugar oh get me going like a honey ham or just like a regular black forest some brown like sugar a black yeah like a black forest ham with some brown sugar oh. so you like your you like your skin on like on I the love, edge or you yeah absolutely yeah. big time holiday there you for Brian. skin's got a lot of flavor you know what i speaking of holiday foods you know what i just heard starbucks came out with what a ham um, frappuccino pardon a ham frappuccino no it's a, a juniper latte and Ooh. apparently this latte is supposed to taste like a christmas tree yeah so it's like a gin and tonic <laughs> oh i thought i what? thought i thought that's what the col- i thought that's what the colonists had when they came over to canada for the first time to avoid getting um scurvy <laughs> they're low on vitamin c they're low on vitamin c so they'd have just the pine needles and juniper from the trees around them no yeah i think yeah it's like uh juniper uh, there's like pine fragrance um and something else it's supposed to smell and taste like a christmas tree but like interesting i don't know too many people who ever eaten a christmas tree who can confirm or deny whether or not <laughs> this new drink um tastes like a christmas tree i just thought it was interesting yeah i personally think like gin and tonics taste exactly like christmas tree oh you weren't joking no i'm dead serious i think they taste like a christmas tree and well, they, gin's fermented juniper right and they yeah that's what i mean yeah it's it's uh juniper in i believe it's just vodka and so is that your gin is that your go-to holiday drink then no um i'm actually i like whiskey over the holidays but i, I also like whiskey all year round so not i was gonna sure. say you like whiskey 365 <laughs> days a year every day is a whiskey day <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I got some nice, like, some scotch as well in the past couple months. So we might be breaking out some nice scotch this Christmas with my family. That's kind of what our <laughs> tradition is, is Christmas Day we'll, we'll like... Binge drink? No, 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 <laughs> Brandon. We're not... Silly. We are not deviant, okay? <laughs> uh, along with a little purple leisure. We will... Uh, especially now since we have partners and stuff we'll kind of all meet at my folks place around like 12 or 1 have a bite to eat like maybe do gifts that day maybe not um and then we just kind of hang out play some games and then have a glass of something or a couple and away we go and then i we all go to my aunt's house after to do like a big christmas dinner with my mom's side of the family so Away we yeah, go. are you guys like, are you guys up or down on big family celebrations? What do you mean up or down? Like, like do you look forward you, to four or absolutely? You do. I, I'm about them too. Um, I 
I like for all the memes and shit online about like having <laughs> to ask about like how your grades are and who you're seeing and everything like that. Like, I don't know. Maybe my folks are just more respectful than most, but like it usually just doesn't come up that much. And Christmas isn't a stressful time for that reason. So for seeing more of my family and stuff, like absolutely. Yeah, yeah I would also, say that. Like, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I would say that when I was younger, I think it was definitely something that I didn't look forward to as much. But I think now that I'm older, I can appreciate it more if that makes sense mm-hmm. and you know like being away from home for basically the whole year um and the holidays being really the only time i get to see everybody at the same time i kind of appreciate that more than i used to almost like i took it for granted when i was younger um and i agree like i think now that i'm more seen as an adult in my family circles i don't get the same you know how was school going how were your grades mm. like you know i think yeah those are just kind of questions that older people like to throw at, at kids because it, it makes them frustrated. Um, so now that I feel <laughs> It'll like... Take your lumps. Yeah, now that I feel like I've kind of graduated from that zone, um, you know, I appreciate the conversations more and I appreciate being with my family. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. Uh, I was going to say, like, I actually feel really sad for people who have that opinion because... Like, shout out to my family and both my mom and my dad's side of family. But, like, nine times out of ten, the conversation is way more beyond, like, how's work going? Um, Like, we'll talk about experiences or, like, things that we're looking forward to or sharing ideas that we know somebody else might be interested in. Business projects, like, random conversations that don't really have anything to do with small talk. And so I think I've been really fortunate. And it just kind of makes me sad that you hear when folks go to see like their grandparents or like their their aunts and uncles or cousins and like the only thing that they talk about is you know do you have a partner yet like how are your grades what kind of jobs do you think you're gonna get like what's school Mm -hmm. like what are your courses like like i don't know i just think that that's not super in depth of relationship building and i feel sad that that's kind of like what the the family interactions like yeah that's cool i i think just hearing you say that, Brian, I think I would partially credit that to you and also like compliment you just knowing how great of a conversationalist you are. Yeah. And just hearing that experience, like I feel like that's definitely at least partially socialized you to, you know, lead really interesting like conversations that go beyond small talk all the time. Like that's sort of like a constant or something that I know. I can always have with you that you know isn't necessarily the case with everyone yeah and i'm, I'm super fortunate that the fit like my family on both sides is fairly diverse like everything from um like one one of my uncles is a vp at manulife in real estate investment um one of my other cool. my uncles does like he's a decently successful um marketing like within the marketing realm and then i have like some uncles who are a part of like they work together a part of a small business like a drywall business that my grandpa like basically passed along to them so there's so many different sectors like pilot we have pilots in the family we have mechanics like you name it and we probably have somebody either who's done it or know somebody about it like Mm -hmm. how to do it so i think Mm -hmm. that brings a lot of uniqueness into conversations as well because so many different walks of life and so many different interests always have like it's always there to have a nice conversation when 
it's not status quo, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why that's why I dig the podcast so much, right? Like we're actually just diving into a whole bunch of crap and absolutely <laughs> we leave the yeah. leave the uh, leave the small talk for off uh, off the air. Well, on that note, shout out to the uh, F Small Talk podcast. Good friends of the show, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> They obviously narrowed their scope a little bit more than we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty broad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we like to talk about things that we find interesting. It uh, leaves a lot of flexibility. Yeah. One of the things that I really got to enjoying during the holidays, or at least during the wintertime that I associate with the holidays, is um, the skating trail up at Arrowhead. Mm, yeah. I did mm. that a couple uh, of years back for the first time. Hell yeah. Yeah, Graham, have you had the opportunity to get up there? Yeah, I've been there before. Um, not in the past couple of years, but like, yeah, it, it's a it's a good time. I have good memories there. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is the year to go back up with certain <laughs> <laughs> groups of people. You're um, right. Yeah. Are you yeah, saying it could be a fun time. if people have? <laughs> you know of you know like friends that they like say like like we could like do it all like like together like, together you know like, like. I, I think i think i know i think graham's gonna cut all this out <laughs> i uh i know i'd love to i'd love to go up there with you guys we should set a date for that because <laughs> um, i like like you guys i'll have to bring my skates but yeah i mean i think it's um like I just enjoy doing little things like that that are kind of special to wintertime, like going out and playing hockey on an outdoor rink or going exploring snowshoe trails or, you know, doing that skating trail up in Arrowhead or um, yep. going to visit the Christmas park in Toronto. Like not so much things that are centered around the dinner table, but things that are centered around kind of the individuals themselves. Um, for sure that was one thing that i really got to appreciate because when i celebrated the holidays when i was in ontario it wasn't oftentimes with my family it was with my friends right and we didn't have yeah you know with the exception of john's christmas dinner that he would host every year um mm -hmm. there wasn't really too many holiday meals like families would traditionally do is more kind of activities that we would do as as groups of friends so that's those are kind of things that i've learn to now associate with the holidays um, yep. that okay. I really appreciate and I hope that I can uh, and continue to do those types of things with you guys <laughs> if we're ever in the same yeah. same province for the uh, holidays absolutely yeah me too I was trying to coordinate I love that idea with Christina to do like uh, a Christmas slash New Year's dinner with everybody but you know she just doesn't really answer me she's too busy wandering the desert looking for <laughs> Jesus yeah, I didn't realize she was such a Transformers fan. Eh? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. My my biggest thing is like, Brandon, is your master's program like that? Because mine wasn't. Like what? Like, oh, you just get to travel. Where you can to jump to ship to another country. <laughs> Uh yeah no my master's program is not like Christina's master program at all okay I don't know I don't think Ben's Julian's Dan's 
um, any of my friends back home, Jen's, I don't think any of their master's <laughs> programs are like Christina's master's program. So, like, do you think we just have it wrong in North America? <laughs> uh, I've spent many nights contemplating whether or not I chose the right style of learning. Oh, my, my God, it's horrible. Program. Don't worry, we've, I've been there. We've, I think we'll all be there at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong, I really love my master's program, but, uh, yeah. You're just saying that for your profs who are listening. Well, no, I mean, I really like it, but it's it's definitely different, and I definitely do get frustrated sometimes <laughs> when I'm spending my weekends studying or learning about physiology and she's collecting sand to bring home to her family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's sand from Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I really wanted her to fly Air Jordan, but I don't I don't think uh, there was the budget for that. <laughs> you got to mm. get the points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to stay on brand. That's exactly 100%. It. <laughs> so coming back to Christmas and everything like that, I know obviously Brandon, you were talking about like the special things around the holidays that you do with like family or even sometimes more often friends and that sort of thing. But what are your guys' experiences with doing same more regular routine tasks, but around the holiday time, do you have any like different perspective in how you feel about doing them, whether there's a difference with who you're doing them with, if it's something you don't see as often. Like I'll give the example, like I am completely fine to spend like an entire day like prepping and making food and dishes in the kitchen if I'm like with like family and, and friends and that sort of thing because it's just that social atmosphere. Whereas like on a regular weekend, I wouldn't necessarily be so enthused to like just chill by the oven all day. You know what I mean? I'm about that all year. I like, I agree with you, but also like any time, even outside the holidays, I'm always, well, I shouldn't say always, but always down to treat friends and families like so that we can have a social experience, right? No matter how For much sure. effort that it takes. But um, no, it, it is something I think really special around the holidays that I do also enjoy of the smell of like, fresh cookies in the oven and shortbread and macaroons and like even turkey and the smell of turkey and gravy and stuffing like so on and so forth it just the experience of preparing it with care and I'll say with good old-fashioned love um, really enhances <laughs> mm, the experience oh yeah and I don't like I always get do do any of your family members get really stressed out when they host or if they're going somewhere else, like yeah, well, no, I would when say... I say like stressed out, like not like, okay, this is what we need to do. Here's our list. This needs to be clean. Like Graham, you're not cleaning. You better go and clean now. But, yeah, like, but just not relaxed. Turns into yeah. like the boogeyman, and like no <laughs> one is allowed to say anything right. Okay, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not that far. I'm not going to throw my mom that far. <laughs> the but um, there, there's definitely like a. <laughs> uh, a big list of, of to do things for for the household to feel prepared for anyone coming to visit that I would say go would go a little far beyond mm -hmm. what maybe I would consider a like a, a healthy routine or, or preparation <laughs> um, so yeah we're all a work in progress right and so I'm just yeah. trying to 
yeah, reminder of that and keep everyone going. I think on the baking front um, or the cooking front, I definitely do a lot more of it for other people. Um, and I, I really enjoy doing it, but I think kind of to Graham, your point, like I do it during the holidays. Like this past mm-hmm. week, I probably spent, I don't know, 10-ish hours cumulatively just baking different things and making different things for different kind of holiday functions. I would not do that any other time of the year. You know, it might be like a special occasion. I might make fritters or something, but um, yeah, during the holidays, I love to do it. It's just part of the holiday thing. Um, And yeah, being with other people and doing it, I agree. It's like that social experience that kind of don't get other times of the year. Um, yeah yeah and I mean I mean I guess like pretty much anything like I, I guess I gave the the cooking example and sometimes that's I guess more of a common thing that could be yeah year-round but even like like just grocery shopping with family that you would normally grocery shop with or like I don't know I'm trying to think of other like menial tasks that, that some people <laughs> wouldn't be a fan of usually mm-hmm. um you know just insert whatever task like doing the dishes with with someone that um you wouldn't normally be able to spend as much time with as maybe you'd like or something like that. Yeah. Just everything, everything gets easier, you know? Yeah. I think it, it kind of has to go with your perspective on family and spending time with other people. I think, you know, I know you being with other people generally tends to relax you. I think it's definitely in your comfort mm-hmm. zone. So that could be attributing a little bit to you as an individual, but yeah, I agree. I think just the, the time of the year is conducive to spending time with other people. Um, and there's kind of like a, a nice sense to it. Mm-hmm. This feeling. It's warm holiday feeling. Yeah. Hell yeah. Did you guys ever grow up with um, ski and snowboard or like mountain? holiday traditions because i know a lot of families do that during the holidays too that go on big ski trips and for you ontario people it's often to blue mountain or something like that but... look at me i'm from the west coast we have <laughs> mountains really close by so like not really brandon um a couple <laughs> like years in a row as a kid like if i think the family prioritized like a trip a trip out of province to quebec to like go skiing and ah, that sort quebec. of thing uh wait and it it was um you know definitely a special memory and and that sort of thing but not necessarily like a very consistent like routine like tradition that that has i guess stayed through all of the years right i guess it's also interesting to note just from my perspective just the amount of moving that i my family did like when i was growing up might have contributed to not establishing any sort of like geography based tradition, but yeah, that's fair. That's a side note. Did uh, did things change for you traditions wise pre moved to Canada? Like maybe I'll um, my question: Were things different around the holidays in the states when there wasn't any snow? Um, like was it a different feel for you, or was it the exact same feel of just spending time with the family? Um, it just looked different. I think it was definitely less impactful in the states and my parents did a really good job like still 
hyping it up and like making us excited and you know putting up lights all over the house and, and everything but at the same time because it, <laughs> the the world looked pretty similar all year round um it didn't really necessarily have the transition sort of feeling of you know the stereotypical white christmas that you might think of and then also just other than the fact that we had one aunt and uncle um, who were living in California with us, it, there wasn't any sort of difference or reunion when it came to like family or activities around that time really either. Right. So it just like wasn't, I guess, as like unique a time. It was just sort of also like Easter or sort of like Thanksgiving or, you know, like there, it was tough to really differentiate them for any reason. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so coming back to Canada, it was really neat because, well, you don't have how much of a fan of winter I am and everything and snow <laughs> and um, just, you know, literally hoping for snow when everyone else just wishes it would go away. So to be able to like truly experience that and get into that um, and have that experience as a Canadian kid um, is like definitely more exciting and something I'll, I'll continue to be um childishly excited about for the rest of my life i think but <laughs> good old canadian yeah, boy grand barns yeah yeah i cannot wait to live the rest of my life in florida <laughs> uh, I'm, oh man i'm down with the snow for about five to seven minutes uh that's about my <laughs> threshold and that threshold decreases significantly as the temperature decreases. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll put it. <laughs> I'll I'll put it as there. I'm. Uh, I'll observe from pictures. You know, that's a good time. But uh, yeah, not a huge fan of snow. Reason number two why you are a Grinch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Grinch, Grinch, Maybe. Grinch, Grinch, Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm becoming more of an adult when I say I don't like snow as much. Because, of course, as a kid, it doesn't really matter to you. Like, you go outside and play in the snow. But now that I'm an adult and I have to get places, snow just becomes a massive barrier in my way of doing the things that I want to do. No? See, for me, I think it's just more of like a leveling up. I think it's a game. <laughs> a leveling up? Like a, a, yeah. a, like a smaller challenge you need to overcome in order to do your day normally? Hell yeah. See, I love the snow, guys. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I know. That's why you don't leave me and go out to, to Edmonton. Or to a snowier snow. place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to a snowier, colder place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Uh, Canada. Gotta love Canada. We stand on guard for thee. Brian, any uh, any last final family or holiday traditions that you cherish deeply? Not really. No, not really. Just like. What's just the one thing you're time. looking forward to these, this holiday season? Uh, so my family and also Shannon's family, uh, based off of my proposal, 
we've switched the way that we're doing gifts this year, which is super rad in my opinion. Um, because we've gotten so big, like with my brother's partners plus Shannon plus my folks, like we're we're eight people. So when you have to buy for seven people mm. plus Shannon's family, which is, I mean, with partners and everybody, that's six people. So or five, you would have to buy for five. That it just gets super expensive really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are now everybody's doing a secret Santa gift exchange or a holiday gift exchange, and then on the uh, with like a lower limit, so you just have to buy for one person, and then as like a fun add-on, we're doing a uh, like a Yankee swap. So with like a $30 limit yeah. in both. So both families are doing that. So it's, it's brought the price down a lot, but also it allows you to become, at least I think, so much more creative with your gift giving because you can focus all your time on one person and then a really cool steal a gift. Yeah. So we're excited to see how it works out. I always hate the money part of, of the holidays. I like giving gifts, but I hate receiving them because I know... Like even if something spends like or it's like fifty dollars, I feel really bad because I don't need that. I just want to spend time with you and like hang out. I don't right. need gifts. That's I guess that's not my language of love. Um, it's more like quality time and things like that, especially around the holidays. So I'm excited to see what kind of results we have and how everybody enjoys their experience because it's something new. Yeah, we've been doing gift exchanges. Um on both sides of my mom and my dad's side of our families were oh, as long as I can remember. I feel like since we were kids, I think it's definitely the way to go. Um, and I think if you want to go out of your way to do individual gifts because you're in a position where you can afford that, then I think it's great. But I think you're right with, especially as families get bigger and more and more people, you know, on my dad's side, there's 16, I'm guessing, adults. You know, so you're right to buy a gift for everybody individually. It's time consuming. Um, it's a lot of money. And you're doing that for everybody you know. It becomes really difficult. So I think, you know, I think more and more people are starting to do gift exchanges. And I think it's just more yeah. fun. Right. I think people just have more fun of it. And you're right. Like it's it's that experience that people value more than the actual gift itself. Yeah. But again, shout out to the uh, five languages of love because you're right. Some people prefer to give material things and that's the way that they express their love. Other people like to do Mm -hmm. it through spending time. So yeah, good point. Definitely excited for those as well. I got to get shopping. I need to make sure that this postal strike doesn't mess me up. Don't buy online. Yeah. Support local. That's my advice. <laughs> Shop from like local shops and like independently owned, even though you're paying a little bit more. Yep. That was more for the fans, not for you guys. I know you two usually do that anyways. Well, I mean, it's subjective. Brandon's I a pretty big Amazon guy. I'm a huge Amazon and Costco guy. So <laughs> get off my yard. But uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's works. funny you mentioned that. Like I ordered shoes online at Foot Locker. They were late. I ordered... Uh, my muffler for the microphone that was late and i ordered a yeah, uh, carry-on suitcase and that was late so i saw a couple posts about um about the strike and apparently 
everything is able to like be delivered on time and is at facilities. And I saw this on a couple of my packages. Like they got to the Kitchener facility all on time. And then all of a sudden they were like two or three or four days late. Yeah. And Hmm. so apparently the strategy that they're using is like, they do have the human power to deliver on time. Canada post is giving its workers directions to not deliver things on time purposely even though they can mm-hmm. still get it there um, in the allotted time that was initially, like that you were initially quoted on just to prove a point and like make a disruption within the community so that it's forcing the government to strike a deal with them. Yeah. Cause Which, it, like that you're right. Cause that's the most aggravating thing when you can see like your package is on route and it should be delivered by end of day because it was delivered to the facility on time. And then it doesn't get yep. to you three days later. And as a consumer, it's really frustrating. And I, you're right. I think that's what they're trying to do is evoke a negative reaction from the consumers to put pressure on the government. Yeah. And I, it's so frustrating because I, I don't like that they're using this as like their ploy tactic. It's super desperate. But anyways, yeah. this is another talk for another yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Didn't mean to trigger you guys. I'm super <laughs> triggered. All right, so yeah, I guess that wraps up our conversation on our loose conversation on holiday traditions. Uh, we've still got our GoFundMe page open. We'll probably keep that open uh, for a couple more weeks. We're still accepting donations. And again, we appreciate all your support for the Flamingo Apparel Scholarship Fund. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, unseen gestures, you can uh, email us at that'sinterestingpod at gmail.com and hit us up on Instagram at TSI Podcast. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.